in the presence of the Lord. Just close your eyes and lift your hands to the Lord and say, Lord, just touch me today. Just move inside of my spirit, Lord, I pray. I want to open up myself. Just put a green light on in your heart right now. Lord, I want to just feel your presence in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
when you're afraid When the battle's raging And you feel like giving in I will fight for you When you're out of strength I will fight for you When you've gone as far as you can go I'm gonna fight for you I feel the presence of the Lord here. God is the answer. He's the answer. How many of you believe that today? We start a Bible study at our church Wednesday night. I hope to make it available at some point for everybody to do. But Wednesday night, uh, it's called Life Questions. And we studied about loneliness. 47% of people in America say they're lonely. Marina Keegan, Yale student, editor of the paper, she wrote, she had so much promise, had a job at the New Yorker after her graduation, set up a play that was off-Broadway play that was in production. Uh, just a young lady died in a car accident five days after she graduated. And all of her essays were published in a New York Times bestseller. She made this statement. We don't have a word for the opposite of loneliness. But if we did, I would say that's what I want out of life. I'm going to tell you, the opposite of loneliness is here today. His name is Jesus. 
Christ. He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Come on, if you believe that, clap your hands one more time. Thank God. Honored to be here with Bishop Myers, his precious wife, with Pastor Myers, his precious family. I love all of you. It's great to be back. Uh, if you're going to help the preacher, say amen and you may be seen. Praise God. There are things that are missing from the Bible. Before you walk out, give me a chance to explain. There are things that are missing from the Bible. I want to say that worship was so fantastic, wasn't it? Man, I love you, Brother Jeff. It's so great to be with you, and uh, I enjoy it so much. Uh, the, the team, everybody does so well here. Things that are missing from the Bible. I don't know if you, is there any puzzle people in the house? You like putting puzzles together? We have three. <laughs> On to another illustration. No. Uh, I, I like putting puzzles together on vacation. I like that because I want my mind to be busy, but I don't want it to mean anything. I just want something trivial that I can concentrate on. It can't be a problem. It's just the problem is where does this window go, this little piece with this piece of the window? Because we usually do the thousand-piece deals. And uh, the worst feeling in the world is to get down to the end and realize that the grandchildren have sabotaged this puzzle. I almost have a standing rule now. It's got to have cellophane on it or I'm not going to play. That's the only way I can guarantee that, you know, are you playing rook or a card game? And you're like, where's the seven yellow? Where is it? I hate that feeling. It's not right. It's not But there are things that are missing from the Bible. That's not hyperbole. It's true. There are events now. I want to explain. There are events that happen. Everybody say they happen. That could not be recorded because of space. We have a verse that tells us that, John 21, 25, you're familiar with it. And there are also many, everybody say many, other things that Jesus did. Everybody say Jesus did. Which if they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. But this is speaking of things that Jesus did. I'm not referring to those missing events. Left out because of space, it was the narrator's prerogative, which stories he included, which he felt they could not inspired, of course, by the Holy Spirit. Uh, John comes along writing that last gospel, and, and that's why he's, I feel like you see a lot of things that John you don't see anywhere else. He's, he's, he's making sure you get some of these events that others have left out. But there are, 
there are things in the Bible that I'm specifically referring to that Jesus did not do. Turn to your friend and say, these are things he did not do. There are miracles missing from the Bible. Matthew 13, 54. When he was come into his own country, he taught them in their synagogue insomuch that they were astonished and said, Whence hath this man this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? We've heard some stories about Mary. And his brethren... James and Joseph and Simon and Judas. I played softball with his brother. He's no good. A Messiah wouldn't have a brother that was no good at second base. The guy couldn't even, he couldn't field a, 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 a basketball. They're going through his legs like, that couldn't be. And his sister. Are they not all with us? I dated his sister. She was ugly. I didn't like her. She had a personality of a pound of wet liver. It was just terrible. One day, it was it. I, I, this, this is not how this would work out, I can tell you. Whence then hath this man all these things? And they were offended. They were offended at him. But Jesus said, unto, said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country and in his own house. Watch this verse. Would you read it out loud from the screen? Now he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. He did not do many mighty works there because other unbelief. Now I have an assistant that's going to help me. I need my assistant to take off his tie. I need the assistant's father to tie it maybe around as a blindfold. <laughs> what kind of knot is that? <laughs> goes around 18 times. Finally, we have success. Okay. Face the audience. This is a thin tie. No peeking. Okay. Everybody give Elmer a hand here. I'm sorry. I know this is Gregory. I love Gregory. Forgive me, Gregory. There's going to be more to forgive me for. Well done. It's just 20 minutes of my message right here. Just trying to get a blindfold. Okay. Here's the thing that the Bible says. There are people in Nazareth that are walking around. There are people that are deaf. There are people that are blind that do not have to be deaf and 
the miracles that are missing from the Bible that should have taken place in Nazareth. There was a lame man in Nazareth that did not have to be lame. There was a blind man in Nazareth that did not need to be blind. He shouldn't, or he, he, he shouldn't have missed out. He should have been in the Gospels. Right here in this paragraph is where several miracles belonged. The chapter's missing several verses. Right? Is it in your Bible? It's not in my Bible. He should have been recorded. It should have talked about him leaping and praising God. But there was a missing miracle. I'm going to have my missing miracle sit down in my chair there, if that's all right for a minute. I'll come back and, and get you later, brother missing miracle man. <laughs> in this scenario, Jesus was just too common. He was too, he blended in too much. But here is my question, and I rapidly go to 2020 in Palm Bay. And I want you to go to the next slide. If this verse were written today, if Matthew 13, 58 were being written today and the pronoun was replaced with your name, how would the sentence end? So instead of now he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief, it would read, he did not many mighty works in the life of fill in your name because of why? What's the reason? What is keeping Jesus from doing a mighty work in your life? Oh man, I wish he was still in the Bible times. Oh no. We're right here. We're on your road. We're talking to you. Is it distraction? Is it self-sufficiency? Is it adherence to the prevailing culture over timeless truth? He did not many mighty works in Jack because of his self-proclaimed maturity. Have you outgrown Jesus? Part of your childhood, but life got to you. Jesus and the tooth fairy are for children now. Is your Bible tucked away in a dog-eared box with the Hardy Boys or the Nancy Drew Mysteries? Oh yeah, it's just a Sunday school story. But you're a missing miracle. Are you 
too familiar like the people of his day? Have you given up on Jesus because of how your family has interacted with him? Your uncle was a Christian, but he was mean to his wife. And so now, pieces don't fit together. And you're nominal. I know you're in the building today. I know that you came to church, and I'm, I appreciate that. But are you in the crowd, but still a missing miracle? Are you too intellectual for Jesus? Is it your education? I'm all for education. I'm working on more. Is it because the world has explained away Jesus' miraculous power? Is it because secularism laughs at faith? At Christianity, do you know too much to believe in Jesus? And he did not many mighty works in Susan because of fear. Because Susan knew that if she came to this altar, Pastor, that God was going to require something. That it was going to require some change, perhaps. That there were going to be something that he asked of Susan. So Jesus could not do many mighty works in Susan's life because she was afraid that she could not live a Christian life. Can I stop right here and say, I'm glad you feel that way if you feel that way, because it's true. You cannot. But that's what the Holy Ghost is all about. I said, that's what the Holy Ghost... None of us can live the life that we want to for Jesus. But that's why he fills us with his spirit. And that's why the Bible says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by his spirit that we stand. He could not do many mighty works in Robert because of shame. He really wanted to do miraculous things in Robert's life. But Robert said, oh no, Jesus, you don't understand. I've made some mistakes. You don't understand what I've done. And Jesus would say, what do you think the cross was all about? What do you think Calvary's all about? What do you think me shedding my blood and get, come on, there's bigger sins than that beneath the blood, the song said. But people let these them from experiencing the fullness of the miraculous power of God. He wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost today. He doesn't want you to be a missing miracle. He wants you to be in the story. He wants your name where it should be. And he did not many mighty works in Meredith because of her busyness. It wasn't that she didn't love 
Jesus. It's just that she didn't love Jesus exclusively and and with her heart, with all of her heart. It was just that life took over. And, and, and there was the kids, and there was the, the job, and there was the, the expectations and, and everything else. And church just became kind of a, a sideline hobby and something she went to just on Sunday to ease her conscience. But God wanted to do something mighty, and God wanted to do something spectacular. But he's waiting Luke 4.23, he said to them, You will surely say this proverb to me. Physician, heal yourself. Whatever you've done in Capernaum, do also in your country. He said, Surely I say unto you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you truly, many widows were in Israel. In the days of Elijah, when the heaven was shut up, three years and six months, there was a great famine throughout the land. But to none of them was Elijah sent except to Zarephath in the region of Sidon to a woman who was a widow. And many, many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elisha the prophet. And none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. What are you saying? There was all kinds of unnecessary starving widows in Israel. But God had to send the prophet way off to somebody else outside because there was faith there. Naaman was a leper, but he was not an Israelite. Why? Because God had to go somewhere where somebody would would be obedient and, and, and have the faith. You're in this room today as I bring this to a close. And God is ready for you to have a miracle in your life. He wants to work in your life, but you have to have faith. You have to believe that Jesus Christ will do the miraculous in you. I want you, as we stand together, I want you to read this in your mind. Put your name in the slot and put the reason. And then I want you to bring that reason to this altar. He could not do many mighty works. Blind man walking around in Nazareth, begging at the gate. Didn't have to be blind. You know what I want to see happen today before we leave? I want to see God do the miraculous. Open up your eyes. I don't want you to be a missing miracle. You can receive the Holy Ghost today. It doesn't matter what you've done. All you got to do is repent of your sins. God will forgive you in five seconds. He will forgive you. You can be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of those sins. And you know what? You can be like that man in the book of Acts, leaping and jumping in the temple saying, He did it! He did it! He did it! I knew he could do it! I knew he could do it! I knew he could do it! I don't want to be a missing miracle. I want you to have what God has for you. Here's the difference. And I want you to put this... This sentence on the screen, faith is the difference between being a missing miracle and a masterpiece. Faith is the difference. 
Would you bring your faith? And would you bring the way that sentence ended, whatever it was, whatever's held you back, would you come to this altar right now and say, God, I give it to you. I give you my pride. I give you my shame. I give you my fear. I give you my mistakes. I give you my sin. I give you everything, Lord. I want you to do a miracle in my life today. I want you to do a miracle in my life today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. God wants to forgive your sin. God wants to renew you. He wants to renew you. Maybe you've been a little cold in the Lord. He could not do many mighty works. Why? Why? Just give it to him right now. Just lift your hands and give it to him right now. Faith is a difference between a missing miracle and a masterpiece. God wants to make a masterpiece out of your life right now. Hallelujah. 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 All over this place. Come on, young person. Come on, young person. Don't listen to the voice of the enemy. Bring it to Jesus. Bring it to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Preacher, you don't understand the things I've been through. Bring him your pain. Bring him your pain. Give it to him. Give it to him. He wants you to walk away free. Bring him your addiction. Bring him your struggle. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Talk to him from your heart. Talk to him from your heart. Come on, let there be an authentic honesty that comes up from your spirit. Jesus, I know you've been calling me deeper. I know you've been calling me. I say yes today. I bring you everything. I want a miracle in my life. I want to be part of the story, Jesus. I want to be part of your story, Jesus. I want to be part of your story, Jesus. Let me be part of your story. Jesus. 
I give it to you right now. I give it to you right now. Yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord Jesus. I give it to you, Lord. Come on, all over this house. Come on, go, go just a little deeper right now. Go a little deeper. Dig it out. Give it to him. Give it to him right now. Give it to him. I will not hesitate anymore. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, have mercy on me, Lord. I want to be in the story. I want to be a miracle. 